Hey everybody and welcome back to the Rose Garden uh, podcast series of fantasy football. So today I want to talk to you guys about bench stashes. Uh, as many of you know, throughout the season you're going to get injuries. It's going to be could be your top running back. First week you lose your number 5 pick, your number 1 pick. We never know. Uh, injuries come and go often. And you have to have somebody to be able to replace them in order to survive the fantasy season. Many of you who have played before know that oftentimes you winning the league can come down to having the best backup or the best alternative to your injuries. So today I want to talk about people, depending on the size of your league, you can keep on your bench. Now some of you guys' leagues have fewer bench spots, and some have more. So it leaves a little room, uh, or a little less room, or a little more room for you to be able to keep some of these guys. But if you want to jump ahead of some of your fellow competitors, and go ahead and make these stashes if you haven't already, it could be the difference between you winning and losing this season. So I'm going to go through some stashes or players I think potentially that may or may not have been drafted that you can stash on your bench uh, so that you can be well prepared coming into this season and have your replacements. So I'm going to be talking about wide receiver stashes, running back stashes, and tight end stashes. Now, everybody knows that you're going to need more wide receivers and more running backs than you would tight ends. So therefore, I'm only going to list a four tight ends compared to the six running backs and six wide receivers. I think you should keep an eye out or be looking to pick up off the waivers before anybody else does this season. So I'd like to start with wide receivers. So there are some guys who I believe are, according to their average draft place in their position, could be great or viable players to have on your bench or to potentially use as a flex starting week one. So, my first guy I want to talk about is Tyrell Williams. If you don't have Tyrell Williams, definitely consider picking him up. Now, everybody's expected Antonio Brown to be the number one receiver on that team. But Tyrell Williams is more than capable of playing the wide receiver two and will often get the uh, work of a second-tier quarterback on him this season. Now, obviously, Derek Carr has a lot to prove, and he has a lot to prove as to whether or not he can throw to two new receivers. But I think Tyrell Williams is exactly what he needs. Antonio Brown is a little more shifty, and he can go deep. But if you look at Tyrell Williams and his past years with the Chargers, you're going to notice that Tyrell Williams likes to go deep. Tyrell Williams is definitely more of a vertical threat or a vertical receiver than he is a slot receiver or somebody who's going to go midway up the field. A lot of his touchdowns and a lot of his reception yards have come on long receptions in his past. Right now, he's being drafted currently as the 50th wide receiver, which means In a 10-man league, it's more than likely that he is not getting picked up. So, definitely somebody to consider stashing this year if he is not already picked up in your league. 
because he's definitely going to be getting a lot of attention, and I have no doubt John Gruden's offense is going to be throwing the ball. And Derek Carr is going to have to look towards somebody other than Antonio Brown this year. And if Antonio Brown gets injured or his feet start to flare up this season, Tyrell Williams no doubt will become the number one receiver in Oakland. So, something definitely to consider, and he's definitely going to be available in some leagues out there. So definitely somebody worth stashing on your bench if he is not currently being picked up. Now, this is another guy who's more than likely being drafted in leagues, but if you can find a way to get a trade or for some reason he is not being drafted, it's Corey Davis. Corey Davis is currently the 38th wide receiver being draft, drafted in fantasy football right now, and I'm looking for a big breakout year. Now, I'm a big Tennessee Titans fan, but I just believe in his third year, Corey Davis and the weapons they've surrounded now around Marcus Mariota, he is due for a big year. Now, whether or not that's touchdowns or yards, my belief is that he's going to have more yards than touchdowns this year. So I'm looking for him to break the 1,000-mark barrier uh, with a roughly five to six touchdowns this year. But he's definitely a viable flex and a viable backup receiver in case you have somebody go down this year. He's going to be, no doubt, the number one receiver on the Titans offense. And yes, they are going to be a run-heavy team, but that does not mean that he can't get at least over 100 yards or a good amount of target share this year, especially with the weapons they have, making other teams guard Adam Humphreys, Delaney Walker, Tywan Taylor, Tajay Sharp. These guys are all capable of making other players other players on the other team guard them. So he's not exactly somebody uh, that people might start on their team, but if you drafted him, he's definitely a great bench stash and somebody you definitely want to hold on to this year. Uh, I would definitely give it the first couple games to see where he's at, but don't release him too early. Uh, time will tell whether or not he's going to live up and actually produce from formerly being the number five, sorry, the number five overall pick a couple drafts ago. So definitely somebody to look out for this year. Another guy is going to be Michael Gallup. Currently, ADP has him as the 58th drafted wide receiver, which means he's not being drafted in a lot of leagues, which means a lot of you can go out there and add him to your waiver add him from the waivers to your bench. Now, I'm high on Michael Gallup this year. Michael Gallup is going to be be the number two receiver on the Cowboys this year. Granted, Amari Cooper is going to be number one, and I think Michael Gallup, just based off his vertical threat and route running, is going to be better than Randall Cobb this year. Randall Cobb is going to play a lot of slot and fill the role of Cole Beasley this year, But I still think Michael Gallup is going to be somebody that Dak Prescott looks to throw to this year. And I have no doubt if Zeke holds out that the Cowboys are going to be throwing the ball a lot more this year than they have in the past. So Michael Gallup, if he is not already picked up, definitely somebody to pick up off the waivers and stash as a wide receiver. He could come in as a good flex or somebody to have this season if somebody gets injured on your team. 
I think his value is definitely higher than 58th overall wide receiver this year. So please look out for him in your waivers. Look out for him to stash on your bench this year. Now, this is somebody who's likely going to be drafted, but if he's not in your league, you need to immediately pick him up and put him on your bench, and that is DK Metcalf. Now, I have no doubt that he's, by the end of the year, going to be the number one receiver on the Seattle Seahawks. Granted, they are going to be a run-heavy team, but I see DK Metcalf as a more physical and vertical receiver than Tyler Lockett. Now, Tyler Lockett had a great season last year, but I think Russell Wilson is going to like having a physical wide receiver on his team. If you think back, Russell Wilson hasn't had a physical threat on his team since he's been there. I mean, the only thing you could say was that he had Jimmy Graham, but that's a tight end. He has not had a physical receiver or outside threat he could throw the ball up to since he's been in Seattle. I mean, he's had Paul Richardson for a couple years, Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett. He's had these guys, but he's not had somebody who he could just throw the ball up to and know that the guy is going to come down with it just because he's physically stronger. So I look for Russell Wilson to do a lot of goal line throws to DK Metcalf this year, which means touchdowns. And I have a feeling DK Metcalf is going to be a great wide receiver three flex position type of player. He may creep up to wide receiver two, and you may have to play him if you have an injury. But if he is not on anybody's bench or your bench, you need to get him. He is somebody who is definitely, in my in my opinion, in contention for rookie of the year this year. Now, another guy I want to talk about is Marquise Goodwin. Now, Marquise Goodwin currently is the 68th wide receiver. Now, I don't know if I mentioned this, but DK was the 46th receiver ADP. So, Marquise Goodwin is 22 spots back from DK Metcalf, and Marquise Goodwin has been in the NFL longer than him. Now, Marquise Goodwin, when healthy, went on the team, has played well. He's shown glimpses of being able to be a good receiver for the 49ers. With Jimmy Garoppolo back and healthy, well, healthy to the extent that he's no longer got his torn ACL, he's trying to work through it, I think Marquise Goodwin is somebody great to have on your team as a backup receiver. He will be a great bench stash this year because... The 49ers don't currently have anybody to really throw the ball to. Marquise Goodwin is easily, outside of Pettis, going to be the 49ers' number two receiver, maybe even number one receiver after this year. So, really time is going to tell if that offense is potent. Um, You could really call George Kittle probably their number one receiver this year, uh, even though he's a tight end. But Marquise Goodwin is definitely a viable vertical threat and somebody who can definitely catch the ball for the 49ers. And I have no doubt if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy that he will be throwing to him. So I would definitely, if he's available in your league, which at 68 receiver 
he's going to be available a lot in a lot of leagues. So definitely somebody to go out and pick up if you get a chance this year. Uh, I have no doubt that he's going to outperform that 68th receiver if he's given the opportunity this year. All right. Somebody who's currently on the radar for a lot of people, um, but probably not, definitely shouldn't be started right now, but definitely is a great bench stash. It's going to be Mikol Hardeman. Uh, He is... On the Kansas City Chiefs, I shouldn't even have to say more than that, Uh, but he is Tyreek Hill-like. At the Combine, he ran a 4-3 or 4-3-3 fast uh, 40, which is impeccable speed, and he is definitely a shifty type of receiver, and we all know how Andy Reid loves to run just specialty plays or crazy Wide receiver sweeps. And if you're really nervous this year about if Tyreek Hill is going to be out of the NFL or if something comes up, maybe he abuses his girlfriend or wife again, uh, this guy is definitely somebody to have stashed in your team. He is almost exactly the same player as Tyreek Hill. Now, from what I've read... He does have some ball security issues going back to his days at Georgia when he played. But he's definitely a shifty wide receiver who has a lot of speed. So you know Andy Reid is going to use him in packages that are going to get him the ball. So he's definitely somebody worth stashing on your bench because Sammy Watkins has been known to have injuries. And if Tyree Kill misses time for injury or any other situation... There's a good chance that Nicole Hardman turns into the number one receiver on that team outside of Travis Kelsey. And I like the upside of that. So, early on in this season, definitely not worth starting, but definitely somebody worth having on your bench just from the potential production he can have on that explosive Kansas City Chiefs offense that has Patrick Mahomes. So, definitely somebody to look for Nicole Hardman uh, for your team. To stash on your bench this year. All right, the last wide receiver, and I actually was false about how many receivers and running backs. I actually have seven. So my seventh wide receiver, and he has by far the lowest uh, ADP among receivers, is Keelan Cole. He's currently the 122nd wide receiver drafted in fantasy, if he's even drafted at all. Uh, most people probably aren't going to draft him. Most people are probably going to stay away from a lot of the Jaguars receivers this year. Maybe a couple people are drafting Dede Westbrook or Marquise Lee, but a lot of people I imagine are avoiding Jaguars receivers just because of the uncertainty surrounding them. Now, Keelan Cole is somebody that is worth mentioning because These other two guys, if they got injured, he would easily move up to the number two or number one receiver, depending on how the lineup shook out. And when Keelan Cole has been given the opportunities to play, he has performed in the past. So he is definitely somebody, uh, if the Jaguars have a good offense this year or if Nick Foles turns things around, injuries overcome them, definitely a guy you want to have on your bench. Because he definitely can perform when given the opportunity. 
Now, he's more likely to run sort of a slot receiver style, so he'll probably be the number three receiver on the Jaguars' offense this year. But no doubt in my mind is he worth uh, at least keeping on your bench for now unless you really need to go pick somebody else up. Uh, Just from the potential upside he has if uh, the Jaguars' offense takes off or if one of their key receivers gets injured uh, at the beginning of the year. And he is more than likely available in all leagues. Uh, He's currently the 122nd receiver, so that gives me no doubt that he is more than likely available for you to go pick him up and stash him on your bench. Somebody worth noting, uh, he may be more of a gamble, but I think he is definitely going to outplay his 122nd receiver mark this year. Uh, on that Jags offense. Now, now we move to our running backs bench stash. Uh, And this list, I would say, is probably worth more than the wide receiver list. There are guys on this list that are definitely worth stashing on your bench. So, let's start with our first running back worth stashing on your bench. And that is going to be Darwin Thompson. Now, currently he is being taken as the 57th running back. And I believe he's higher than he would be because of potential injuries to Damian Williams and the fact that he's on the Chiefs' offense. And currently probably sitting at the number three running back behind Carlos Hyde and Damian Williams. Now, If Damian Williams gets injured, I have no doubt in my mind that Darwin Thompson would take over as the number one back, despite the fact Carlos Hyde is currently the number two. Why? Because Andy Reid likes to use the running back as an option for the pass game. And Carlos Hyde is more of a bruiser and goal line back than Damian Williams and Darwin Thompson. So... Even though he is running back three on the Kansas City Chiefs, he's looked good in the preseason currently, and Andy Reid likes him, uh, has said great comments about him, even commented on the fact of how great of a blocker he is as a running back, uh, even though he's a rookie. He is currently the 57th running back being drafted, which means a lot of people have the opportunity to pick him up off of the waivers and stash him. Why would you not pick him up and stash him? I don't know. If there's any opportunity or any chance that Damian Williams is going to get injured, Darwin Thompson could easily become a thousand yard back this year. And I'm not just saying that um, to blow smoke. If Damian Williams gets injured, we know how explosive the Kansas City offense is. And Kareem Hunt succeeded under it, and even Damian Williams, who kind of struggled or didn't do too hot at Miami, came in and played spectacular last year in the playoffs for them. So, Darwin Thompson, if he's in your league, he's on the waivers, go pick him up. Definitely somebody worth having. Now, somebody else who just sits right behind Darwin Thompson at 58th running back being drafted is Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson is currently the third string back on the San Diego Chargers. Now, he is in line to be the number two back on this team because currently Melvin Gordon is trying to settle a money dispute and a contract dispute with the San Diego Chargers. 
Their, their terms have not been agreed on upon, upon yet. So that currently leaves Austin Eckler as the number one back and Justin, Justin Jackson as the number two. Now, as you can remember, when Melvin Gordon got injured, both of these guys came in and filled the role. Now, Austin Eckler is a great running back. But what I don't like a lot, a lot about Austin Eckler is the fact that when he's given a lot of touches, he doesn't perform as well throughout the game. Austin Eckler is a 10 to 11 carry back and somebody you want to split out wide just because of how good he is as a receiving running back. What that means for me is despite what Anthony Lynn might say, I think Justin Jackson, if we move forward as Melvin Gordon not playing this year or misses some games, Justin Jackson is going to be the guy to have in this offense. He's the one less likely to get injured this year, and he's the one more likely to get a heavier amount of touches because he is going to be the more physical back and the guy I see uh, as the Chargers' number one running back this year. So, this is all in accordance to if Melvin Gordon sits out or decides not to play this year. He's definitely a guy worth having on your bench. And if Melvin Gordon does play, he's still a guy worth having on your bench. Because Melvin Gordon has injury issues. So, definitely a guy still to stash on your bench this year. My third guy I want to talk about is Tony Pollard. So, Tony Pollard, currently the third string running back on the Dallas Cowboys. And, well, he's currently going to sit at number two because we don't know about how Ezekiel Elliott and when he's going to come back. Terms have not been agreed upon, and Zeke Elliott's chilling in Cabo, drinking some beers and working out. So, we don't really know when Zeke Elliott's going to be back. My guess is that... Zeke is going to cave at some point uh, before the regular season because he really has no leverage outside of his talent. Uh, So if Jerry Jones decides he can find somebody better or somebody who can still do as good of a job for him this year, I have no doubt that he will let Zeke sit it out. Now, I think Jerry wants to come to a deal if he can, but also I think Jerry is not above just saying, eh, we'll see how it goes this year with Zeke not being there. And one of the reasons I think he's going to be content with doing that as the preseason comes along is because he's got Tony Pollard. Now, Tony Pollard is a rookie this year, uh, but he has looked pretty well when he's played out on the field this year for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, And I have no doubt that given a game or two, he would supplant Alfred Morris in a heartbeat as the number one running back if Zeke did not come back. So... With that being said, Tony Pollard, who's currently going as 52nd, more than likely because of the fact Zeke is not returned to camp, uh, and there's some doubt as to whether or not Zeke would be there, is definitely a guy worth having on your bench. Because if Zeke's not there to play, this guy is probably going to get the most touches on the Dallas Cowboys offense as the running back. And I have no doubt that the Cowboys are going to give it to him, and that the Cowboys are still going to give at least 20-plus touches to their running backs this year. So, definitely worth keeping on your bench if he is not already taken in your league. 
Another guy worth noting is Alexander Madison. So, we all know Latavius Murray left the Vikings, currently at another team as their backup. So, that leaves room for Dalvin Cook's potential backup this year. Now, the Vikings took Alexander Mattinson in this last draft, and he is currently in line to be the backup for Dalvin Cook. Now, it is a surefire bet that this guy will probably play a game or two this year. Dalvin Cook has not finished in his two first two seasons an entire season without missing a game, hampered by hamstring, and he obviously tore his ACL in his first year. So, Dalvin Cook is not a safe and secure bet for the offense of the Vikings. So it's almost always important to have a backup if you took him. Or if you're wanting to use a backup as a potential flex, this guy is worth having on your bench just in case Dalvin Cook gets injured. So if Alexander Mattinson is currently available in your league, which more likely than not he is, uh, he is currently actually the 52nd. Tony Pollard was 53rd. So Alexander Mattinson is probably going higher because of the fact that Dalvin Cook is so injury prone. He is a great backup and he's more than likely available in all leagues. He's actually currently available in my league and my league is a 12 man. So definitely somebody worth keeping on your roster because of how injury prone Dalvin Cook is for the Vikings and just in general. Now, my fifth running back I want to talk about, who is 62nd, is Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams has played for the Packers at least two out of at least two years now. So there is some kind of in the airness about how well he does when he plays. When he's been given the chance, he's filled the role adequately. He's had some good games. He's had some eh games. Uh, Aaron Jones is currently the starting running back for them, but. As I've seen in Green Bay, they kind of like to run a running back committee. There's really hasn't been a distinct number one running back in Green Bay since Eddie Lacy was there, how many ever years ago he was as the full-on starter. Green Bay has run a running back committee system for quite some years now. Now, that may change this year. They may roll with Aaron Jones as long as he's not suspended or gets injured. Those have both been problems for Aaron Jones. So, Jamal Williams is currently going to be that number two guy on a Green Bay offense that is likely to increase their offense this year. Now, we'll wait to see how Matt LaFleur and the Packers do this year, but I have no doubt that Aaron Rodgers and company are probably going to outperform last year's blunder that they had as a team. So, Jamal Williams is not a bad stash back on your bench. Because Aaron Jones has shown injury prone, and I have no doubt the Green Bay offense is going to be better than last year. Definitely a guy worth having on your bench is he, if he's currently available in your league, and it seems like he is more available than any of the other guys I've seen. Uh, not being drafted, like I said, 62nd current running back being taken in fantasy drafts. So definitely a guy worth stashing on your bench if you get the chance. Now, the next guy I want to talk about is somebody who came in late last season for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Gus Edwards is currently being taken as the 69th running back. So, worse than Jamal Williams, worse than any of the guys I've talked about currently. Uh, not being selected in any drafts, really. 
Uh, if he is, it's very few. Uh, he's a guy worth stashing on your bench. Baltimore had a lot of injury-prone running backs last year. Granted, they did just get Mark Ingram. They have Kenneth Dixon. They have some guys. So Gus Edwards is a little far back, probably around third string running back right now. But Mark Ingram, there's no guarantee he's going to be healthy, and they're going to be running a running back offense uh, or a running offense. So there's no doubt the chances of injury to running backs is going to go up. So what that means is having a guy like Gus Edwards, who performed pretty well when he came in last year, is a good idea, and he's almost available in all leagues to be picked off off waivers. He's a good bench stash for if the Baltimore Ravens decide, well, one, to, if their guys don't perform, he might be a good running back to put in. Uh, two, if they get some injuries at the running back, there's no doubt in my mind he will move up the running back list and definitely be playing some offense considering the Baltimore Ravens are going to do a lot of spread running, uh, especially with the fact that they've got Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. Now, the last guy I want to talk about uh, is definitely more of a gamble stash, but I think it may pay off depending on how the Redskins do this season, and that's going to be Bryce Love. Now, Bryce Love is behind a good number of running backs currently. Uh, If you remember, he was currently last year at the uh, Stanford Cardinals as their running back, had some injury issues, part of the reason why his his stock dropped in the draft. But the Redskins decided to draft him. Uh, He's sitting behind Darius Geis, who's finally healthy. uh, But we'll look to see how long he can hold up. Uh, Adrian Peterson, who's still on the team. Samanji Pirine. And Chris Thompson is obviously a change of pace back and somebody they like to throw out wide. So, Bryce Love is going to need some help uh, on this team and definitely going to need guys to get injured or hurt this year in order for him to really stand a chance at playing. But I think he's worth a stash at least through the first six weeks to see how that team does and if he will get an opportunity because he's definitely more than capable of it and he definitely was capable of it in college. So definitely a guy worth having as a low-grade bench stash if you have the room. And he's definitely available in all leagues. He's the 76th running back being taken if he's taken at all. So definitely a guy worth having on your team just from the sheer uh, sense of he could move up that list, especially with Adrian Peterson being so old. Small J. P. Ryan has not proven himself in the couple years he's been there. Uh, and Darius Geis definitely towards ACL last year and definitely has not uh, proven that he can go a full season yet with the Redskins. So definitely a running back worth stashing in case – Uh, the running backs and the Redskins start to fall apart. Now, the last thing I want to talk about are the tight end stashes worth having. So, this list is a little shorter. Uh, It's only about four tight ends because tight end is such a smaller position. Uh, There's a lot less tight ends that aren't already taken, uh, whereas receivers and running backs, there's a whole bunch of them, which means that guys are going to be taken and not taken, meaning that there's guys out there who could perform better than people that were drafted. A lot of times, uh, tight ends, uh, outside of the top five, a lot of them don't really perform or are definitely less adequate. Uh, I think depending on injuries this year, 
There are about four guys that I think are worth having uh, on your team. The first guy I want to talk about is Darren Waller. So he's kind of in... He was formerly the Ravens tight end. Uh, He's had some drug abuse problems. When I say drug abuse, I mean he's had some PEDS or PED problems, so he's been suspended in the past. Uh, He definitely uh, has the capability, former wide receiver, to step in and play. And what I love is that he is currently going to be the starting tight end on the Oakland Raiders. And I saw... We all saw how Jared Cook did last year as a tight end for the Raiders. So, let me tell you what Jared Cook's stats were last year as the Raiders' tight end. He had 68 receptions, 896 yards, and 6 touchdowns. Now, there were receivers out there who didn't do better than that stat line. So, I believe... Since Jared Cook's now gone, obviously he's at the uh, New Orleans Saints, that Darren Waller is going to have an opportunity to get in there and catch some passes. Now, like I said, he's a bench stash. Definitely not somebody you should be starting right off the top on your team as a tight end. But we all know that tight ends get injured or tight ends that were supposed to do something early in the season fade away or the team isn't as good. So Darren Waller is definitely a guy worth stashing on your bench as potential to throw in in case you lose a top tight end or your tight end stops performing during the season. He's currently the 26th tight end being taken, which means he's more than available in all leagues. Uh, Usually most teams, I mean, there's only usually about 12 tight ends being taken just because they fill one roster spot. Um, And usually there's no more than 12 teams in a league, very rarely. So... He's definitely going to be available in all leagues. Uh, he is definitely worth a stash if you have the availability. So the next guy I want to talk about is Delaney Walker. And he's currently on the fringe of being drafted or not drafted. If he is being drafted, uh, you might be wary about him actually being able to play this year or be your starting tight end just because he's coming off a ankle issue where he broke it last year. Um, but Delaney Walker has been more than solid in the years past, finishing in the top five for tight ends before uh, in an offense where the Titans love to throw to tight ends. So he's definitely going to be a fun target for Marcus Murray to throw to, and he's definitely proven he can be a top tight end in the past. He's currently the 12th tight end available in fantasy football drafts. So he's not being taken. Uh, if he is, he's taking right at the end or one of the last tight ends to be taken for a starting roster. Uh, If he's not being taken or he's available in your league, be sure to add him to your bench. He's definitely worth um, stashing on your bench if you have a better tight end, or he's definitely worth starting uh, if you don't have any other options. He's definitely uh, one of the top tight ends to actually start. Uh, He's on the fringe of starting and benching, but time will tell kind of this season whether or not he's going to be worth starting this year. Uh, so definitely hold on to him if you currently drafted him uh, because he's definitely worth a look into uh, to see how he's going to perform this season. Now, the next guy I want to talk about is Cameron Brait. So surprisingly, Cameron Brait is still on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's currently the 28th tight end being taken. The reason being O.J. Howard 
supplanted or surpassed Cameron Bright as the starting tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But if you've watched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston loves to throw to Cameron Bright. He has the last two seasons when they've played together and Jameis Winston has played well. So Cameron Bright is definitely worth having as a second tight end or somebody to stash on your bench in case somebody gets hurt. Or if uh, O.G. Howard gets hurt, we all know that Cameron Bright is going to be the number two tight end currently on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so he would move up into the lineup. And Bruce Arians and James Winston are going to throw the ball. So despite the fact that he uh, is kind of a touchdown guy, he's definitely worth having as a bench stash this year. O.J. Howard has not stayed healthy uh, very long in his first two seasons with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's had some injury issues, looked great when he's been on the field. Uh, I just want to see him play a full healthy season uh, just from the aspect of watching him. He's really fun to watch, uh, great vertical tight end. But also, if I'm going to trust him as my tight end, uh, I really need to have a safety net, and I think in a Bucks offense it's going to score a lot of points this year. Cameron Bright is definitely worth a spot on your bench, especially if you've got O.J. Howard, but just in general as a backup tight end. Uh, the last guy I want to talk about has kind of been forgotten just because of how bad his injury problems have been for him uh, throughout his career, but has flashed so many good signs and so many times has flashed the capability of being a number one tight end in the league, and that's Tyler Eifert. He's currently the 30th tight end, meaning he's not being drafted at all unless you're a Bengals fan and you're holding on to the hope that Tyler Eifert, this is the year he stays healthy and he plays a full season for the Bengals. Uh, He's more than likely available in your league and definitely worth a bench stash just because of his potential to outplay his rating. Uh, He's definitely going to be the number one tight end on the Bengals. Uh, Tyler Croft has moved on, and CJ Uzuma is okay, but he's definitely not better than Tyler Eifert when healthy. Uh, I'm definitely going to take Tyler Eifert as a bench stash for the Bengals. Andy Dalton loves him. He loves the end zone with Tyler Eifert. Uh, I just, there's no reason why he shouldn't be on teams, at least as a backup tight end this year. I think it's a gamble to start him, but he's definitely worth keeping as a backup in case your number one guy doesn't pull through or he gets injured. So with that being said, uh, that's going to be the end of my list for bench stashes. I hope that this information proves uh, helpful for you this season. Obviously, a lot of these guys have to prove themselves, and you have to wait to see how the season's going to turn out. But I think uh, a good number of these guys are definitely worth consideration and a lot of them are currently available in a lot of leagues so if you see them available in your waivers they are definitely worth uh, grabbing and stashing on your bench Uh, so definitely consider that Uh, thank you for listening in to the rose garden uh, blog well the rose garden blog but also our fantasy football podcast if you're interested